Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and listening, and we're very fortunate. We've got uh, John Van Vetter on, and uh, our, uh, author of a number of books, Relics, his latest one, Relics uh, 3, and we got Larry on. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Actually, I Hi. had uh, we, we hadn't had uh, John on in a while, and the other day uh, I put it up top of my blog a photograph of me and him and that was proof of life so people would know we were still around <laughs> well hi john how are you i'm doing great how are you guys oh pretty good pretty good i wanted to uh this is kind of a different show in a way because i wanted to really park on uh some uh stuff that we've we've talked about it before more on the paranormal side, but also on earth changes and whatnot. Now, in the last few shows, we've uh, spoken about cosmic intruders, such as the galactic superwave, gravity, cosmic radiation waves that cause the sun to become more and more anomalous, as it is, as we know. We're also moving into areas of space debris where we're seeing uh, meteorites and all of that sort of thing increasing and then all of a sudden it decreases as it depends on where we are and whether we were going through an area of debris and uh, the approach of nemesis planet of the crossing a uh, naiburu whatever you want to call it doesn't matter planet x and we appear to be entering into a final period of time known by the native americans as time of purification great cleansing tribulation Time of Jacob's trouble, according to the Bible, Daniel's 70th week. But all of it appears to be based upon the approach of the destroyer. And uh, the Lord told us that all these things, hidden thing, would be open. Our strange past and <laughs> long hidden by evolutionists. And science, actually, who knows perfectly well that there is catastrophe has tried to uh, avoid any of it. But as as we get closer in, guys, it appears that the veils are thinning. And also more and more truth is coming out about, um, well, ant people, uh, the insectoids, um, skinwalkers, all of these strange things that I believe a lot of people... Um, 
in the scientific areas know about but are afraid to even voice anything about it because they'll be ridiculed immediately. Anyway, John, how are you doing um, along your lines? Have you done any more research on uh, the paranormal, Bigfoot, and all that good stuff well, that you'd like I, to bring um, out? I'm trying to get a, my last in the Shadow Chasers series book finished. Um, you know, I've had health issues pop up since November, and it's just been ridiculously hard to get anything done lately, um, much less much research. I'm getting a lot of reports from um, people that are fans of my book. Uh, they send me a lot of info. It seems like um, Dogman, and I never paid much attention to Dogman um stories but it seems like there's a lot of those on the rise and um uh as well as i forget what they're called these walker things that just look like two legs um getting a lot of video and those kind of things i don't know what they are they're the strangest looking things i've ever seen it's like they've got no arms no head it's just like two legs and um mm. there's just all kinds of weird cryptids and things coming out now and i and I think it's, you know, it's a lot a lot of reports, you know, from all over the world. And I agree with you. I think just the veil is thinning. Um, luckily, uh, I haven't seen anything around here, so um, I had enough issues without any of that stuff showing up. But, <laughs> yeah, it's been reporting. I've been seeing reports from all kinds of weird stuff lately, and uh, it just seems to be on the increase. And more and more people take it serious now where people used to just, you know, laugh others out when they reported stuff. It seems like now if somebody reports something, they get an awful lot of support. And that tells me other people are aware of it or makes me think other people are aware of the reality of these things or have seen them themselves. Yeah, that's kind of interesting you say that because that's what uh, that Native American shaman lady Noise says that people begin to become aware of the paranormal and the more, I guess one could say, spiritual side of things, be it the correct assessment or the wrong assessment, doesn't really matter. They're coming in, from that viewpoint. They're becoming aware of it. Uh, Larry, what do you think about all that that John's talking about? Well, I'm, like John, I've been getting lots of reports, and I, met, I just – mentioned it only uh, that recently I'd got my hands on a new book that was just put out by William Dentz uh, called Crickets. And basically, it, it, you know, of course it's a fiction novel, uh, but uh, he said that he'd got information and he just had to go ahead and scratch that itch and write that book. And so anyway, uh, it, it's about crickets that are humanoid they're big as a human, basically. Uh, they're kind of strange looking. They have weapons. Uh, they actually came to Earth and they was uh, run off of another planet and came to Earth and buried under the ground. And uh, and I'm just telling the way the book goes. And that uh, later on they uh, multiplied and then came out. And uh, then a war begins, you know, between the, uh, you know, the world militaries and and the uh, the cricket people that have emerged, and and they don't, and they're just not a cricket. They got weapons, 
they got boring machines that can create, uh, you know, uh, corridors for underground for them, and then they bore their way up onto the surface and then attack people and go back under. And and oddly enough, in the book, uh, humankind is uh, reminded me of that movie, uh, you know, uh, on uh, well, what was that show? That um, gum, you know, that the old one. Uh, Oh, anyway, it, it it was a cookbook, you know. Oh, but, you're. Uh, uh, what's yeah. his name made that? I can't remember his name either. Now that uh, you well, well, I guess. Say again. Yeah. Twilight Zone. That was an episode on Twilight yep. Zone, yep. wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, it yeah. Rod Serling. And that's, that's where that's. That's where people were warned that they they finally investigated that book and one of the books enough to know that it was a cookbook. But anyway, these crickets, uh, human, they love human human meat, and so they take you know, humans for slaves, and the rest of them they eat them. But anyway, that's the way it goes. But uh, oddly enough, with that, there's been a lot of uh, sightings, and of course, you know, Richard Shaw had a lot of information before he passed on, and I didn't get much of it. I wish I had. But, uh, you know, he had a number of investigations into the uh, Pran Manus. And, uh, matter of fact, I, I saw the other day they've got an old 1950, the Praying Manus terror or something like that. So it's not it's not anything new, but people have seen Pran Manuses. You know, I've seen one, actually, and... and uh, they're different. I'll put it that way. They're really different. And so what's what's odd is, though, that, that we're hearing more and more striking uh, sightings of what, you know, you, you said that the other night, uh, Stuart, insectoids, I guess is the best way to put it. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing what's really starting to show up as the veils do thin. You know, yeah, go ahead, guys. Guys, too. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this like I think I'm anything special hot, but I've noticed just, and Larry, you've had it, Stuart, you've had it. I know a lot. It's like everybody I know right now are under attack with some kind of health problem. And I've noticed any time, like the last time, uh, when I finished the third book in the Relic series, you know, I, I've leaned toward um, the Christian look at this stuff, and it's funny. I I uh, told Monica, I said, you know, I'm taking the gloves off. I think I told Larry and I told some other friends, I'm just going to full Christian fiction on me. I'm not going to, you know, him or just around, you know, be, you, you know, I want to be and you know, um, talk about God and stuff in these novels and and the evil we're fighting and the evil we deal with and. I'm not, you know, I'm just not going to hem-haw around or, or, like, make it science fiction-y or not. It's, you know, it's going to be. It's heavenly beings, you know, good and bad. Um, God created all, but there's a war going on. And um, right now, I mean, if you look at this country, we're just inundated with, I mean, look at the, uh, you know, the shooting in Nashville, and, and they're blaming that they're blaming that on Christians. They're, they made the shooter a... Uh, they made her the victims, and then it's the fault of Christians that she did that. And they're not even showing remorse for the actual victims that died. 
Um, and I've noticed too, since I decided to dedicate myself to putting more of the word out in my writing, I, it's like my health has just gone downhill and I'll get over one hurdle and I'll get, start getting my strength back and bang, I get hit again. And, uh, it was funny the other night I was, uh, I was writing and, uh, I got to a part where the, the youth in the shadow chasers book, one of the elder Choctaw gentlemen told me, look this up in the Bible, look this up in the Bible. And as soon as that happened, I get a message that my prescriptions have, it had gone up uh, 1,000%. It went from 20-something to 200-something, you know. And it was like, Whoa. okay, I couldn't focus anymore. I had to deal with this. And, you know, I told Monica, I said, you know, and found a solution, you know. It took about 24 hours. Found a solution. But it's like any time I'm doing that, it's like something slams me. And I think we're all under attack. Um has some good friends out in Arizona. They're, um, you know, they're they're having issues with their son, and you know, they've got their own health issues. And and one of the things that, and I haven't had this yet, but is sleep paralysis. Have you guys ever suffered through that or know anything about that? Well, they say that's kind of the gray zone. That's Satan's uh, playground area yeah. is when you're in between uh you're not really conscious and you're not really awake but you're not really deep sleep either and uh, that's where a lot of the sleep paralysis and uh whatnot happens and i think they can well, take you know, advantage of that well, i don't know me, go ahead Larry. yeah well i was just going to answer your question here that uh the one that i'm aware of that is dug into a lot of that activity is L.A. Marzulli, and uh, it seems like multiple cases of this has been occurring with either abductees or someone that was attempted to be abducted or a paranormal visit that shocked them incredibly heavy, and there was, a, it, it, there was something uh, like a paranormal uh, bubble around them almost, and, and it paralyzes them. They can't, whatever they're doing, they can't come out of it. They're aware that something's happening. They're fearful. They're scared, but they can't wake up fully or they can't move. And uh, the the result of, of the investigation that L.A. Marzulli did with some of the people was that if they could ever say the word Jesus, whatever that was that was holding them in paralysis backed off. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, of course. You know, um, <laughs> Just one more thing about this. When I was, uh, when I came down sick in December and I was still fighting it in January, and in late January, the illness went away, and um, then I started dealing with the repercussions from being so sick. But I remember I woke up one morning and I absolutely knew the, the illness was gone. It was like something left my body. And it made me think, you know, it was, was this stuff, this COVID kind of stuff, is this, you know, I know man made it, but, you know, it's an evil thing. And, and it's like it, it, it was a spiritual battle to get over this COVID. And when I woke up that morning, I felt it. I actually felt the presence of it gone from my body. And I told Monica, I said, it's gone. And she, you know, she woke up, she's looking, what's gone? I said, whatever that sickness was, it's gone. It, it's completely, it's out of me. It's gone. Now, my body had been ravaged by this time from it. But, um, and then 
we looked around and neither one of us are really heavy sleepers. And my whole side of the bed was missed, like I'd had been in a fight or something. The fitted sheets were off. My sheet was off. My pillows were on the ground. And I never, I don't remember anything from that night. And it, it looked like there was a huge struggle. And Monica didn't wake up through it either. So it, that was a weird thing. And it, and it just, it just kind of submitted my fact that, fella, you're under attack and you need to be aware of this stuff. And um, I think we all do right now. Yep. Yes, yeah. we're all in spiritual warfare right now. Yep. yep. Yes, and we need to pray for each other and and um, you know pray for ourselves, pray for each other, pray for our families. You know, pray for the community of listeners here. Um, we really do. This this is just getting bad. That's going to keep getting worse. There's no question about it. The Lord was very very uh, blunt about the end times and how bad this was really going to get, and. Uh, I think the Lord does it to bring attention to what's really going on. And uh, all of this stuff, like uh, Larry sent me this thing about the ARV remote viewing team. Well, let me read part of this, Larry, you comment on it. Identified an ancient structure containing space-time portals to create an extensive network which connects to worlds and different star systems. Well, that's what that whole movie Stargate was about, and then the TV series on Stargate uh, was about. Anyway, the data matches uh, what JP witnessed in the Atlantic Arc. I had never heard about the Atlantic Arc. Do you know what that is, Larry? Oh, yeah, yeah. That is what reportedly, is the... if you'll remember, I, I, I talked about on a few shows about that reportedly there was a buried space arc in the uh in uh Ukraine down by uh, I can't remember the name of that place right now, Kherson I believe it was, and mm-hmm. that the Russians were trying to take that area and remember they attacked to get that place first, even before Donbass or or Luhansk, remember? And yes. it, it yes. was strange that they would they would attack Ukraine from that region, but they did take it and there was reportedly one of those arcs that was given a signal off that was under that desert area there. And then there was reportedly another smaller space arc near Kiev. Now, we hadn't heard much about that. But then when they started after Bakhmut, the Russians, trying to take Bakhmut, and that battle's almost won. They, they've almost taken Bakhmut. And if you'll remember, I said that under there is actual cities underground, they're mm-hmm. not being described, but they said there are pathways underground that you could drive tanks through and move them all the way from Kiev to Bakhmut and that region underground. So it's a big deal, and it's more than just being conventional warfare. It's a bigger deal than that. But uh, to get back to what you asked me, uh, I had seen data. Uh, matter of fact, uh, if you remember, Barry Rothman investigated that, that arc off of the, in the Atlantic, and he said that that was a space arc that was coming uh, back to life, I guess you could basically say, and that uh, there was all kind of uh, ancient stuff inside that arc that would probably be released. And he did say that the peoples that were in stasis, that's one of the words he used, in the space arc appeared to look like Aztec people. And ancient Aztec or Indian, 
And so, uh, yeah, I'm aware of the one on the Atlantic. There's some more, too, but uh, those are the three I'm really aware of. They, they claim there's more under Antarctic, Antarctica, but uh, that one in the Atlantic I'm aware of. That sounds more like the uh, ark that they found on the moon, the Mona Lisa, was yeah. sort of yeah. uh, along the uh, Native American look sort of a cross between Asian and Native Americans. Uh, anyway, it says the remote viewers also identified hieroglyphic writings on the walls telling the history of our planet, including ancient peoples being taken to safety on a Norse Ark-type structure craft. Have you heard anything about that, John? No. When you <laughs> As you first started talking about it a couple like a minute ago I was like wow I haven't heard of that one no I have not well that was that that one probably Stuart would be uh the ancient the matter of fact even the Choctaws I've read some of Darnett's uh, Choctaw Native American uh oral uh, uh stories legends mm-hmm. and they claimed that they were underground at one time and safe from the giants that walked on the surface, and they were maintained basically by something, I guess, like star people or ant people or something to that effect, and then they were released to the surface, and that's when they came out, and, and according to the, the legends, they they actually had to fight and have battles with giants uh, that because the giants would eat them. And at the same time, uh, there, there's a lot of... of I guess you could say mythology about the ant people and, well, the Hopi have, uh, as a matter of yep. fact, this is what's odd. I was reading up on that earlier, Stuart, about the the Hopi and what they say, and they say the ant people basically are star people originally, and they live underground, and that they took them and kept them, uh, you know, uh, during some type of disaster and took care of them and fed them and and then brought them back up and left left them out on the surface. But they say that the ants, because of that word ant, A-N, that it was an Anunnaki uh, king that was over them at one time. So that this this there's a lot of twists and turns, Stuart. Uh, of course, I'm sure there's deception too, but there is some reality in all that. Yeah, there's a book written by, I can't remember who it was, about the, about the Hopi, and it's called The Truth. That's the name of the book, The Truth. And it does talk about how the uh, Hopi were taken underground and cared for by these ant people. And um, so our past history is so different than what the uh, evolutionist conspiracy is all about. That They're the ones who really are hiding all this stuff because they're, they're big into this evolution. And... Uh, they don't want anything about giants out there. You find a giant, it just disappears into Smithsonian, uh, probably one of these large government operations, kind of like the movie, uh, um, I can't think of the name of it now, but where the Ark, they had found it, and uh, the Germans were trying to get a hold of it. Uh, Indiana, Jones. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got parked in this government warehouse where nobody would ever find it again. But um, anyway, the ant people, it's just one of these kind of things. And, uh, you know, 
Yeah, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I think my phone's cutting or something. I thought you were done talking. Um, I was going to add, too, um, along with things coming around, um, you guys know who David Politis is. Uh, I'm sure uh, he's the author of the Missing 411 books, and he was a uh, Bigfoot author. Yes. He, he wrote three Bigfoot books before that. Matter of fact, researching Bigfoot, he was his books were the ones I went to, and um, he's now on the uh, on the uh, side of that Bigfoot is a paranormal creature, you know. And there's there's I don't know if you're aware of this, Stuart. There's really two camps, two big camps in the Bigfoot community. There's the uh, apers who think you know it's an undiscovered ape or primate of some kind, completely natural. And then you got the ones, and they're called the Woo. It's kind of a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of uh, sarcastic or, you know, low insult if you believe in the paranormal side. But, you know, um, David Politis is coming down on that side now. Um, Ron Moorhead, he's coming down on that side. He's been on that side for a couple of years now since his book, Quantum Bigfoot. Um, and we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a Bigfoot um, conference in Tallahena in May, and most speakers there are into the woo thing. So Larry, that'll be pretty interesting to pick up some uh, info at if you can make it. Um, you know, it's going to be some speakers you hardly hear, but I think it's I think it's pretty telling now that a lot of people and respected people, you know, as far as it goes in the Bigfoot community are now leaning toward the paranormal side, coming over the paranormal side. And it goes right back to your veil lifting, I think, Stuart. Um, you know, and David Politis said it best. You know, he says, you know, these people that will not look at the paranormal side, he goes, I cannot respect the research because they're not researching every aspect. They're just stopping. It's like they hear what they want to hear and they stop right there. They don't want to hear anymore because it's going to interfere with their you know, their predetermined uh, decision on, on what these creatures are. So, yes, I know that yes. uh, Red Elk claimed that Bigfoot, there were, I think maybe Larry can help me out, but if I remember, there is a natural Bigfoot. There is a paranormal Bigfoot that can come in and out of our dimension at will. They're kind of a... Um, uh, and then there's kind of a Terminator or Hunter-type Bigfoot, which would go along with uh, Schwarzenegger's movie Predator. And, yeah. uh, and they're all a little different. And that's what I did in my books. I had natural Bigfoot, and then I had these hybrids that are were actually created by a fallen angel. And, you know, it, it's funny because as I go back to uh, – as I go back to my story I talked about earlier, you know, I start writing in it or I'm sickness, I'm getting slammed and sometimes I think I'm under attack. Well, I just, I, maybe it wasn't a good idea, but I used the name of an actual fallen angel in these books as, as uh, the nemesis of, of the people and the characters. And it's like the other night I wrote his name and bang, I got in trouble, you know, <laughs> started, <laughs> started having, uh, you know, my medicine mm-hmm. jacked up and, and, you know, or my blood pressure will go through the roof or something like that. 
And, um, you know, some good friends of mine remind me, reminded me, and my wife reminds me, you need to put on that full armor of God every day because we are under attack. But um, now I'm, I've told Larry, you know, I'm pretty much giving Larry a, a roadmap of where my writing was going. But, Larry, I've decided that once I finish this youth book, before I do any more novels, I am going to hit a nonfiction Sasquatch book. And I'm not going to wow, tell you where it's be, going, but but I'm going yeah. nonfiction on the next one. That'll be good. It'd be like kind of like a documentary. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it won't be filmed. It'll be booked. But yes, that's what it's going to be. And um, I found a I found an avenue not many people have written about, and that's where I'm going to go with it. So, um, I'll let you know as it comes along. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put I didn't mean to put a commercial out there. My point, my original point was, is we really are still, and we really, you know, it's it's going to get worse and worse, like you said, Stuart. It's just um, look at the things happening right now. If you told me five years ago people would be accepting the garbage we're accepting now, I wouldn't have believed you. And the only way. We are accepting the stuff because people, their their scruples, their 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 minds are put asleep. They're hypnotized. I don't care what you say, but people five years ago would would not have been accepting the garbage we're putting up with today, in our culture and in our politics. Oh, they wouldn't. Uh, Twenty years ago, there'd be hangings, or thirty years ago, for treason. Exactly. What's going on? And nobody's doing anything about it. American people are under a, uh, I think, hypnosis, a magical spell. Uh, It was an evil spell that was cast to get people to take the jab and fear and panic to get them to take the uh, mRNA stuff, all that. And, uh, you know, propaganda works in the mind, and it's amazing what, what actually went on. But for the most part... Uh, the average human has no concept of any of this, but it's beginning to surface more and more. Uh, it's been uh, it's it's been quite a while to take uh, you know this to come out more and more into the open, and I think the X Files and stuff like that that was so popular brought a lot of that sort of paranormal side to life and opening up people's minds that there really is a spirit world out there and uh, that we're, as humans, fallen creatures, we're more susceptible to the evil side, the occult side of things. And uh, you may remember that uh, in one of the X-Files, Mulder asked uh, the mystery man, well, uh, have the aliens been here for a long time? And he said, yes, they've been here for a long, long time. And, of course, if you look at the name Fox Mulder in the X-Files, that's not an accident because it's Fox Smart and Molding Public Opinion and if you watch the X-Files, it's all about the arrival and the aliens as extraterrestrials. Not once ever mentioned as fallen angels. So it's kind of interesting how all this works together. 
And um, I, I did a little research on the Bigfoot creatures with the dog face and head have had significant interactions over time with the Navajo and Apache, Hopi, and Larry, you mentioned the Choctaw, a Cherokee. I would imagine almost all Native Americans have have references to these creatures, don't they? As oh, well yeah. as the star yeah, people. Almost, almost all of them do. And, and isn't it interesting if you, you know, and I know you've watched the original movie itself, Stargate. Remember mm-hmm. how that demonic entity actually came and found an Indian tribe on Earth and, and it indwelled that that individual? Yes. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, they're reducing it down to uh, all things within our time-space continuum. And I think that's the danger that we're faced because it's 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 got a spiritual side to it that is really, really uh, important for people to understand. And, uh, you know, even these Bigfoot, Dogfoot, uh, Coyote Man, whatever you want to call them, uh, odd-looking creatures. And then now they've got videos of a lot of these weird, weird-looking creatures. And, uh, of course, obviously you could fake some of it, but a lot of it doesn't look faked at all. And uh, I guess what I wanted to get into was, as we have the approach of the destroyer, as the galactic superwave starts to come in, and as the sun gets more and more anomalous, it appears that this frequency uh, is changing. And that is probably what I believe could be, anyway, what's happening to the veil, because if our time-space continuum is contained by the electromagnetic environment, and you change that, then that wall, so to speak, that veil, so to speak, begins to thin and allows us to see things. So, I don't know. What do you think, Larry, or John? Well, that makes perfect sense, but because uh, we know right now, and years ago when I was talking to Stan Dale about the early changes of the sun, and he talked about it changing fuel, and but he talked also about new light spectrums that was coming off the sun, uh, and he talked about new frequencies. He said, we can't hear them. He said, we can't even see some of the new light spectrums that's coming off the sun because they're not in our visible range. He said, but there's a lot of new stuff that's coming to Earth from our sun, and we're not even aware of it. Now, this, this Stuart, was 10 years ago. Yeah. So does this have something to do, this, all these changes have something to do with the thinning veils, with skinwalkers, uh, the mental aspects of it? I wanted to read Luke 21, 25, 26, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Here's scientist James McKinney. 
and break in anywhere you guys want. Um, we are now looking into the future, no date given, as the possibility that another large object will arrive in our solar system. We already know that many world governments have already taken major steps to prepare complex cave cities to protect a few elite people. They have stocked those for eventual stay of 50 to 100 years, complete with food, medical supplies, and other human requirements. They have kept this secret and are essentially leaving the public to fend for themselves. Most will die in these caves, however. Now, I find that kind of an interesting in view of uh, what you were talking about, Larry, the ant people and uh, John the Bigfoot. All of this seems to be converging somehow. The sightings are increasing. UFO sightings are increasing. Contact with strange creatures are increasing all over. It's just that they don't publish most of this. You have to go dig for it. What do you think? Well, I know there's a history of, of UFO sightings and Sasquatch sightings in conjunction with each other. And for the longest time, both, you know, you had your people that were interested in UFOs, you had your people interested in Sasquatch, and they did not want to merge, you know. They, they didn't want to have anything to do with each other. And uh, hmm. But it is a it is now where they're having to, you know, kind of uh, merge or give each other to not. You know, it, it's funny. Um, you can get two groups, like you can get a person into UFOs and they think the Bigfoot people are crazy. Bigfoot people think the UFO people are crazy. <laughs> now everybody's kind of like, well, wait a minute, because they are all converging. You're right. Um, there's an author called Stan Gorman, Gordon, excuse me, and he lives in Pennsylvania, and he's been, uh, since he was a young young teenager, he's been monitoring science, sightings around uh, Pennsylvania. It started out as UFOs, and then now it's gotten into Bigfoot and stuff, and um, he has a couple of excellent books on the subject where uh, Bigfoot and UFOs are a- a- absolutely, um, you know, combined together one of the same you know operating together or whatever seen together um i believe it's silent invasion if anybody's interested that's an excellent book um he wrote it's been out for a few years now but it it's an excellent book and also uh battle chestnut ridge is another of his and it covers a lot of different um paranormal things going on on that area called chestnut ridge through uh i think it's western pennsylvania and it's uh, that that mountain range. I think it's like a mountain range, maybe 70 to 100 miles long, and just all kinds of paranormal stuff happen there a lot. So uh, those would be good books to check out or look for his podcast. He's been on a few podcasts. But uh, Stan Gordon's his name, and he's really interesting if you get time to research him. Well, Larry. Yeah, I think I I believe I read a book by him. It's been years, but uh seemed like I, that name really rings a bell. And uh and I was thinking, Stuart, as you you were you were talking there too, that uh it it's very possible that the activity of the sun that 
this change in frequencies around us could be attacking that veil, if you will, or, or exerting a frequency change upon the veil that is thinning the veil itself, you know. And, you know, I, I, you know, I met people. You had them on your radio show. I had a couple of uh, Native American women here that they're both passed away now. But remember, they actually yeah. saw dinosaurs walking and near some mountains here. And uh, when they went to look, they couldn't find any footprints. But they certainly saw them, and it was multiple times that they would see these things. And I just wanted to comment real quick uh, when he talked about the, the you know, the, the two legs walking and that kind of weird creature. That reminded me a lot, and I believe it was the Stephen King movie, The Mist, that, that was really, it was, that was strange. Yes, yes, I remember that. Well, all kinds of weird, particularly large spiders came through. And what were you, what was kind of scary about that? I've one, often wondered where King got a lot of his material from, uh, because there was a fellow who worked in the military, as far as I can remember, and worked uh, underground and so a lot of these underground bases and whatnot. And he said they were working on uh, developing huge insect-type creatures, and they were planning on releasing them. Now, I don't know whether that's true or whether that's false, but uh, nothing would surprise me, let's put it this way. But as well, to oddly enough. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was just going to say, oddly enough, uh, Darnett has talked to me about uh, uh, myths or legends, you know, or prophecies, I guess you could say, with the Choctaws and other. Uh, Native Americans that in the end times that we're going to see giant spiders, giant snakes, all kind of stuff come above ground from below. Well, that's, you know, that's interesting you say that because that's part of, uh, I believe, Hopi prophecy was that the old animals would return. The old insects probably would return. Uh, and we kind of revert back to the way it was. Maybe even before the flood, everything changes. Uh, from the book of the Cobra, and this is kind of interesting, when the ages pass, in other words, we go from one age to the next, certain laws operate upon the stars in the heavens. Well, that means they're operating on earth as well. Their ways change. There is movement. There is restlessness. They are no longer constant. A great Red light appears in the skies. The dark days begin with the last visitation of the destroyer. Were foretold by strange omens in the skies. All men were silent and went about with pale faces. So everything begins to change. And uh, you know, people. The, Jesus made mention of the fact that the the nations were restless. Well, that would tend to, con because nations are people, wouldn't that tend to confirm that the people are being restless? Why would they become restless and agitated? Unless there's frequency changes going on and thinning of the veils, they're seeing things that they can't explain, and so fear and panic begin to set in. What, what, am I way off track there? 
No, I think actually, uh, Stuart, if you you're talking about the frequency lately. Uh, the last few months, we've had some X flares and some M flares, which just, are just below X, and they're still going on. They're not really reporting them very, very much, but uh, these electromagnetic forces that are going on with the sun, that is also causing people to have bodily aches and pains and can't sleep, restless, uh, upset, short-tempered. I mean, I, you're hearing about all kind of things going on while these solar flares and these geomagnetic storms are happening. Yeah. John, what do you think about all that? Well, you know, I, I see a lot of people, I, I, and I don't know if the photos are real or not. Um, they show these photos supposedly planet Nerubu or planet X, whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, these solar flares aren't helping, and I think they could definitely do something to uh, – to the veil because the veil is nothing other than a you know a separation of uh, dimensions and um, yeah I think the uh, solar activity could do it also you know things like 5G the things we're doing here on Earth you know we 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 can't leave well enough alone we keep pushing out more and more radiation more and more electrical interference and um, yes so I think that and even some of the man-made stuff is hastening this on. Like these um, colliders, like uh, the thing in Switzerland. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. we just we can't we can't leave well enough alone. So we're probably helping it along ourselves as well. Well, when you add in five G, six G, and now they're talking even ten G. These are all frequency changes. Most of them are military changes, and we know a lot about MK Ultra mind control devices and. And uh, even Stephen Greer, Dr. Greer, with his uh, disclosure project, basically about UFOs, aliens, et cetera, et cetera. But he focuses a lot on the technology behind all this and how they, uh, you know, even in the Great War over there um, under Bush, when we invaded Iraq, they were using uh, mental telepathy uh, frequencies to uh, talk to the uh, troops, not to our troops, but theirs, and told them to surrender, which they did. They all put their weapons down because they thought Allah had told them to do that. And uh, we know that frequency can also hear hear something else that uh, he talked about. Great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, famines, pestilences, fearful sights and great signs there shall be from heaven. Well, look at what happened with the northern lights, and now they've already pretty much shown that a lot of the cave drawings are actually plasma discharge events. And evidently they appear in the heavens, or they come all the way down to the surface like no eyes in her green haze or the... uh, uh, stories about, uh, as the, the uh, Muslim world talks about, the smoke that is part of the last days. Kind of a fog develops. She called it a, a, a green haze. That, that would be electromagnetic spectrums coming all the way down, or plasma, actually. Northern lights are just plasma uh, coming down to the surface. 
And we've had red skies developing all over the earth here and there uh, being reported. And that is part of the uh, Native American prophecies, that when you see the red skies, then um, the Lord has made up his mind that there is not going to be any repentance of humanity. And the uh, time of trouble is to begin. Um, anyway, it goes on and on. Now, here's a prophecy, and this shows us where we are today. In those days, men will fly in the air as birds and swim in the sea as fishes. Men will talk peace with one another. Hypocrisy and deceit shall have their day. Women shall be as men, and men as women, and passion will be a plaything of man. That's from the book of the Colburn. Then men shall be ill at ease in their hearts, and they shall seek they know not what, and uncertainty and doubt will trouble them. They will possess great riches, but be poor in spirit. Are we not there? John, are we not right there? We're exactly there. I mean, yeah, just look on Facebook. <laughs> we are exactly there. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like just taking a picture of our culture right now, and that's exactly what it's describing. And technologically, yes, we're able to fly like birds, swim like fishes, um, and we're also, you know, Everything's backwards now. Good is wrong, and wrong is right, and it's, uh, yeah, it's exactly how you said, Stuart. So uh, all this begins then. Uh, what do you think, Larry? I, you know, what better description well, could you get than that? Uh, that sounds really accurate, and, and as a matter of fact, just the last couple of days, I've seen an advertisement where there's a woman laying on the floor and she's shaking her tail. Now, I don't mean that in the wrong way, because her tail is a fish. It's like a, a mermaid, maybe. I don't know, but she's shaking her tail up and down, and, and everybody's jumping and running. And then you, you look at these drag queens that come come out, and now today I saw a, a real skinny, bony-looking guy. I don't remember his name, but he was advertising bras, women's bras. And it's gone insane, Stuart. I mean, we used to think the clowns we used to think the clowns were a classic. This has actually jumped over into the abyss. Yeah, well the Lord did say in Deuteronomy, I will smite you with insanity. We got into that on the other last couple of shows. And this is where we are. I think man mankind really is slowly, not so slowly anymore, actually going into insanity. And when you really look it up as to what insanity really is and what it means and how it works, it's lunacy, uh, foolishness, I mean, to the extreme, uh, hugely wrong decisions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are we not there? I mean, really. And men as women and women as men, we're, here we are, transgender. I mean, you can look at it that way as well as how they dress. Yeah, that's exactly what, what I was saying. We are right there, and uh, and now it's acceptable. I mean, and another thing that's getting me is transgender and this whole movement 
has declared war on Christians. I mean, they're thinking it's all right to talk about shooting Christians and killing Christians because we do so, so much killing and shooting of them. I don't recall ever hearing of a Christian killing or attacking a, a transgender person in the name of Christ or in the name of God or any of that. I don't know where this is. It's like a lying um, narr- a narrative that's a lie and just being pushed, pushed, pushed. And that's what I was talking about when I said how the woman who thought she was a man that shot up at school, now she's portrayed as the victim, and the victims are forgotten about. The actual people that she shot and killed are forgotten about. And there was no, there's never been a little kid that's attacked or killed a transgender. So what was the point of all that? Well, I think a lot of this is they're instilling, right? There were some people who were looking deeply involved in that, you know, from the video and all that. And they've come to the conclusion that that was just another false flag event. And, of course, you have to understand something about the elite. The more people they can kill, if they have an agenda, let's say the agenda is to just get the guns, get the guns, got to get the guns away from the American people. So how are you going to do that? Well, you have all these school shootings, and then the left communists come out and say, well, see, we got to get the guns. Uh, on and on and on it goes until they actually will get the guns. And uh, but it's, uh, one of the, it's the left wingers that are doing the shooting. Sure, you know? that's that's and, how and they blaming do it. it on the gun. Yep. But I really don't think I don't think they're going to get the guns without a fight. I I don't because I think most conservatives, most Christians, are aware of what happens to to uh, unarmed society under a tyrannical government. And handing your gun to the government is basically, you know, the way this government is. No, it's, you're, you're just handing them the weapon to kill you with, you know. Yep. Yep. No, exactly. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not promoting anything. I'm just saying. I think when it comes to that, there's going to be a lot of people that are just not going to do it. Well, of course I think they some have states to will, states will separate. Maybe. Maybe there'll be a convention of states or something, but it's it's just mm-hmm. going to be hard for them to do, I think. Well, they have to gut the con. That's what they're trying to do. They're shredding the Constitution, they're shredding the Bill of Rights, especially the Second Amendment, which says in order to maintain a free state, the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. Well, of course, if you Supreme Court probably lined them all up and said, do you understand what the meaning of infringement means? They wouldn't be able to answer it because obviously they're not paying any attention to it. But uh, was the Supreme Court justice who did tell us, he warned us, he said they will get the guns. It may take them a while, but they are going to get the guns. It's all part of the United Nations disarmament treaties. And uh, State Department document 7277, handing over all our militaries and all weapons over to the United Nations, which would be the biggest mistake anybody could make, but I guess it's going to happen. Getting back to this thing about the people, though, and how where we are timeline-wise, uh, the next thing that happens, then will the heavens tremble and the earth move. Men will quake in fear, and while terror walks with them, the heralds of doom will appear. 
They will come softly as thieves to the tombs, and men will not know them for what they are. Men will be deceived, and the hour of the destroyer is at hand. Now, we've all heard the reports about the nemesis, uh, Planet of the Crossing, Planet X, etc., etc., on its way in. Um, what do you think about that, John, Larry? Well, I was oh, I was going to tell John, too, before I forget it, that uh, I didn't know if he knew we were doing an hour and a half, but if he needs to get off at the top of the hour and take care of anything, to just let us yep, know. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Larry. Um, yeah, like I was just saying, I, I've seen reports of people claiming they have photos of it, but they they if I don't know how they're getting photos and nobody else is seeing it. So, you know, I'm I'm not that familiar with it. I know about it. I've heard you know, I've heard people say it's on the way, it's behind the sun or, you know, things like that, but um I really don't have, don't don't know that much about it, Stuart. Yeah. Or what to think. Um, who inhabits that planet? Is it some kind of uh, creation of gods, or what? Or is there uh, any inhabitants at all? Well, Larry was taken out and shown it. What, tell Larry, tell us what you were shown. Well, this was this was really early on. This is when. Um, wow, I guess we just started to talk about it years ago. And, uh, you know, I think you'd got your hands, and I'd got one of Marshall Masters, uh, uh, the Cobrans, which mm-hmm. is actually, uh, you know, uh, some ancient writings. And basically I started praying about it way back, and then suddenly one night I left my body and, and my spirit, and I went. I was taken uh, out. You know, and I actually saw the sun coming up, our, our our sun, you know, the solar system. And I went past it, and I thought, wow, that's strange, you know, because I'd seen the other planets. But then I went past the sun, and then some distance, the other side of the sun, I become to come up against something that it, it was strange in appearance. I never had seen anything like it before because it, it was kind of a dark uh, reddish color, it, it 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 had a little color, but it, the color was really uh, odd. It was almost like, uh, I guess you could say that it didn't give out light particularly. It would absorb light, if that makes any sense. And I was shown this thing, and but I was up to it, so close to it, I didn't see any of its entourage or, you know, I was too close to it, looking at it, to see anything around it. And then later on, I, you know, I began to study and found out that it had its own entourage. In other words, it, I, I really, now this is just my belief, okay? I believe, and everybody knows, and you can ask any astronomers or scientists or anyone, and they will say, of course, this is a binary star system. Well, that's a, that's a good thing to say, but then suddenly nobody ever says, well, what do you mean by? By means two. If if this is, and my question was at that point in time, if uh, this is a binary star system, where's the other one? <laughs> if this, if we got one star out here in the middle of everything and everything's revolving around it, and there's we're in a system of two, where is the other sun? And then I began to study and realize that that the other sun appears to be a uh, what you could call, I suppose, a brown dwarf. 
that does have heat, it, but it, it's almost like it's a failed sun. It actually, Stuart, it kind of, I, I wonder sometimes if it's symbolically, uh, you know, our sun that gives life out there, if that's like the sun, Jesus. And then yes. the failed one, the brown dwarf, is like uh, Lucifer. What do you think? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord does all these kind of things if you're able to see it from a spiritual perspective. I can understand why people, mankind, a lot of them did worship the sun, and probably some still do. I mean, after all, without the sun, you don't have heat, you don't have, uh, you don't have light, you don't have life without the sun. Well, take, transfer that over to the spirit realm. Without the Son of God, there is no eternal life. There is no spirit life. So it's the same thing. There is no spirit light, L-I-G-H-T. So, yeah, I can understand how, how all that works. Uh, from a, I want to get back to some of this. Uh, you were talking about how the uh, radiation and frequency changes do, in fact, cause people to have both mental physical problems, illnesses, arthritis, weakness, brain fogs, what they call stupefaction, agitation, snapping, and multiply that concept. Uh, if you combine that with the mRNA jab and the mental changes that it has caused, remember all the movies about zombies um, and The Walking Dead? The TV series, uh, Planet of the Living Dead, predictive programming. Is that what that was? Are they trying to tell us something? Go ahead. Well, if it is, I just hope we can outrun them like they do on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know. If you you remember the old movie uh, with, I think it was uh, Brad, uh, what's his name? It was called World uh, World War Z, Brad Pitt. And boy, yeah, that, nobody almost could outrun them. Yeah, huh? yeah, that's true. Say again, John. Yeah, that's true. Nobody could outrun them on there. But you know, uh, zombie making zombies really wouldn't take that much. I mean, they wouldn't be zombies in the sense of the word like undead, but um, causing people to lose their minds and do. Um, you know, horrific things, it, it, you know, that's very easily in the realm of possibility. Uh, not to go freaking people out, but what if they put something in a vaccine? What if they put something in your food and there's a trigger for it and they trigger it, whether it be a 5G, 6G, 10G signal or um, something through your cell phone? You know, uh, Stephen King wrote a book called Cell, where they turn most of the uh, population into uh, zombie-like creatures by sending a signal through their cell phones. So, yeah, I think it's possible. Um, you know, it's just one of them things, it's just a new threat that, that you know, has become possible because of technology. Yep, that and, and uh, you know, the effect of frequency changes have on people. Uh, and then we had movies, of course, called Contagion, uh, Outbreak, and many others about uh, the coming pandemic, plandemic, scamdemic, uh, plandemic, 
And uh, Bill Gates just came out and said there's going to be another one for sure by 2025. Uh, yeah. So it, I didn't hear that. Uh, that was a comment over my shoulder. <laughs> oh, sorry, my wife had a comment. <laughs> Uh, you you uh, mentioned the name of her favorite person, and she started growling. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, and, you know, why did the uh, CDC have uh, zombie exercises? Why did they come out? Then they tried to make it all into a joke. And the military ran zombie uh, military exercises. And... Uh, there's something going on here with this, and maybe they exactly do plan on no well, trigger effect. They could. I, you know, Stuart, when I first heard about these exercises, I thought that was the stupidest thing. On the, I mean, why are you wasting money on that for? And but when you stop and you think about it, and especially you know how you've detailed the ways they could do it, yeah, it's it's very believable. Yeah. Yeah, a couple well, of I don't, I don't think, Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was just going to say that I'm not sure really they're wasting money on it because it's it's similar to remember way back when you had Red Elk up and, and interviewed him, Stuart, and mm-hmm. and he was still click he was <laughs> he was still clicking along and drinking his his soda pops and smoking them cigarettes, but <laughs> but anyway. Uh, that's when I found out that the military was actually doing an invasion assessment. I, I found this out personally, that they were doing an invasion assessment of an invasion of the United States, that apparently they knew an invasion was coming in the future. And this has been back when Red Elk was alive, and I don't know, maybe that's seven or eight years ago or maybe a little more. But uh, – Dan and I actually tried to get Red Elk with some of them that were doing that because I knew them. And, boy, they wouldn't – he was like a hot potato. No, they weren't going to talk to him or Henry Groover or anybody that had any spiritual experiences. But but it apparently wasn't wasted money because of where we are today, Stuart, we don't have to worry about wondering if somebody's going to invade America. They're just about ready to do it now. And so that's why I say that the zombification probably is something. And, and I'll just remind real quick and then get you guys' comments. But, and I know, <laughs> I know, I know that, uh, that uh, John is not a really good friend of the program uh, called The Last of Us. <laughs> and, but I've watched it because it had some clues about a new uh, uh, infection in it that caused people to turn into zombies. And it, it's almost, mm. it, even, those, even those zombies not in the movie, there's a, there's a fungus that takes over people. And it, in the movie, though, you know, it, scientifically, there's really a fungus that takes over ants. And it's odd that we've been talking about the ant people, but there is really a fungus that takes over the ant kingdom and kills uh, massive amounts of ants. And they took that and applied it to humanity to do the movie The Last of Us. You know, I talked about that because, I mean, that's almost like the last of U.S. or us. And so, and the movie, sorry to say, has its its homophobe moments and its, and its trans moments, I guess, and moments when somebody's eating somebody, but and that's not cool. <laughs> but but 
it it has some truth in there and and some real stuff and so it makes me wonder if some of these the uh the studies or the the programs that the military did about zombies isn't them knowing already that this is coming uh, some to some degree yeah i believe they they do know and i believe they know there's an arrival coming uh, getting into the arrival a little bit which is this you know the frequency changes is this part of the opening up of the portals and gates uh, because it all seems to come together uh, as, as we change the frequencies of the radiations changing coming in from the galactic wave and all of this and there's that Bulgarian prophet who said that there was a cosmic wave of fire that was going to engulf the earth well that's a frequency wave it's a a, a, a cosmic wave of something he called it fire and which people would literally vanish and be taken i i take it to be the uh, he's ta- talking about the rapture of the bride of christ because what he says is those who are not fit to exist on earth and go into their so-called ascension to the higher levels had to be removed. Well, that is exactly what Antichrist tells the people who are left behind after the Christ takes his people out, that uh, those people were the deplorables, and they had to be removed because they were, you know, inferior, and they were blocking humanity's next uh, step up the evolutionary ladder. And that's why they were gone. That's his excuse. But the thing is, if the veils separate the dimensions, and it's controlled by frequency or electromagnetic environment, if that thins and allows entrance into our time-space continuum, then how are the vast majority of humans ever going to escape what's coming if they aren't protected by Jesus Christ himself? We're God the Father. I don't. I'm, I mean, I don't see how anybody would survive this. I don't mean survive in, in the matter of life and death. I mean survive the coming. Um, how do I say delusion? That's in Thessalonians. What do you think? It all seems to come together. I think. Uh... This is my thought, um, you know, it, it, okay, say you're using the uh, left-behind scenario, there's a pre, pre-tribulation rapture, okay, and then that wakes a lot of people up, here, so you have your tribulation saints, and I think they're, they're all going to be acceptable to the wrath of man, but I, you know, once they've accepted Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm not God, and I surely can't speak for him, but I would think They've accepted Jesus Christ before these uh, these these um, punishments or things are, are leveled out. They're not gonna they're not gonna suffer through them. I, I'm I'm thinking they're gonna have some protection because he's not gonna. I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I have no answer, but I think God's wrath won't be shed on believers. But that does not make believers 
safe from the persecution of man. And we will be persecuted. Jesus said so. So um, we have to uh, make sure we don't, you know, look at persecution as wrath. They're, they're two different things. Yes. Yep. Larry. Well, I was I was thinking as you were sharing that information about that fire, or if you will, that frequency, or whatever that thing consists of, uh, I was thinking of that old book I read by Dan Eden, which was his pen name. His real name was Gary Vay. It was yes. called Evil Fire Made to Burn. And isn't it odd? Isn't it odd that all you know during his investigation, and he was connected with the UN doing that investigation, all around the entire planet, there is a certain language he called Ogom, and in this Ogom, whether it was in Africa, whether it was in uh, Saudi Arabia, whether it was in Syria, you know, and there's just numerous places that he went, that he found these languages, uh, and he said that it was a warning. He said it was a warning from the ancient ones that knew this was coming, and basically they left us a message saying that evil fire made to burn would fall. Now, you know, you, you think, well, maybe that's a weapon in space that, in the, you know, that we would have. But, you know, I got to thinking as you were sharing that, Stuart, that evil fire made to burn, uh, that could be a warning to humanity about something that's being sent as a judgment, if you will, or possibly a wrath. And because why would the United Nations, and, and you know, I've told you the name of the guy that, you know, was involved, and they said he was like a gangster, but he was part of the U.N. and had bodyguards, and he yes. scared Gary Vay so bad. Gary Vay went into hiding in another country for three or four years after he wrote his book. And uh, so why would the United Nations be so interested in something, some ancient language that talks about evil fire coming down from heaven? I just started trying to connect a few dots there. Well, it, it might be, of course, a sola nova, a sun nova, that the, the Isaiah speaks about how the sun does do that. And, of course, that's the heel, the breach. So that's at the basically at the end of the things and the polar shift. Because just before the sun, uh, you get to the verse where the sun gives off seven times the light, it says that the waters will flow out over the mountains, over the high hills. Water will, streams of water will flood over. Well, um, that's a pole shift, folks. In a pole shift, well, the, uh, the oceans leave their beds, and they come yeah, up over sure. the continents. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if if anybody really wants to watch what you just described, basically, uh, if you if they would get the movie Twenty Twelve and watch that, that that it, it really literally happens in that movie. Yes, uh, particularly there's some um, I can't I don't know what he is some sort of a elderly uh, priest over in the Himalayas, and he's like a watching. Dalai Lama. Yeah, Dalai Lama, and he's watching the uh, tidal wave. It's not really a tidal wave. It's a tsunami coming up over the Himalayas. And this is going to happen, folks. We can't wrap our mind around this any more than we can the arrival. Even him, this is from Seth Lonians, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. 
which means actually a deception on a massive scale, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now you can go to John three nineteen through twenty one, first John three one, uh, if you want to take a look at what he's saying here. Uh, and Revelation 3.17 is another one to look at. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned. Well, this is interesting because it's tied directly to Revelation 12. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon against uh, fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there a place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. That's the arrival. It's got to be. This is the UFO alien fallen angel arrival. Don't you believe? What do you think? Well, I'm misreading that. Well, I was going—I was going to real quick uh, answer or, or try to answer John's question, where he where he asked if it's possible that any one of those planets or planetoids with the destroyer, that anorod, if it could be inhabited, and and there are there are old reports that the inhabitants are on one of those they call the Planet X or the Nubiru, if you will, which Nubiru actually stands for the uh the uh destroyer itself. That's another name for it. And the and I actually had uh uh I think it was Herlick and uh Glazerson in Egypt. Richard Shaw had them run Nibiru and they ran it in the Torah codes, and it came back. And, of course, they ran it in Hebrew and then translated it back into English with the spelling. Instead of N-I-B-I-R-U, it was spelled N-A-B-I-R-U, really, really close. But they, but in the Torah codes, it said that Nubiru was a star. Uh, so take that whatever it's worth. But what I was going to say was that uh, I've studied and read extensively about uh especially i know steve quail did a little work in it but but tom horn did the most work at the the mount graham observatory that has that lucifer <coughs> lucifer uh you know uh i guess you could yes. say the equipment there to observe them and they say they could observe it using infrared and that they said one of the planets in that entourage is inhabited and, of course, there's, you know, Sitchin used to, of course, I don't follow Sitchin, but he said that the Anunnaki lived on one of those planets. So, for, And actually, uh, some of Sitchin's uh, drawings, if you've ever seen them, of, of ancient stuff they found, it appears there was some central object with about seven planetoids around it inscribed in, a, <clears throat> in ancient petroglyphs. So maybe so. Yes. Yeah. Yep, in fact, that's part of prophecy. Uh, when the people on Earth see this uh, star with its seven surrounding stars, then the end is here, or, you know, close at hand. Uh, but the arrival of these people, or whoever they are, doesn't matter, I guess, uh, is tied very, very close, it appears, to be 
the taking of uh, the Christians out. Uh, because if you get into verse 11, it says they overcame him. This is the people left behind, actually. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Uh, there's a bit of theology that goes into that. But anyway, uh, what, do you th- what do you think? Uh, we are coming up in, in changes now, big-time changes. Uh, they're like John said. They're they're messing around with 5G, 6G, 10G, military frequencies, mind control, MK Ultra, all of these things. And uh, Dr. Greer in his disclosure project says you wouldn't believe the high technology they have that they can actually talk to you from a distance uh, through your through your mind. And you would think you're hearing from your God. Uh, that that's kind of a frightening thing. Yeah, it comes down, you know, it really all comes down to frequencies and vibrations. And once you can manipulate either or both, you know, um, yep. Once yep. you start manipulating them, you can weaponize them. And um, we. You know, I, I don't think there's anything that's off limits for the elite to pull or try on us or, you know, destroy us, use it to destroy us, use it to control us. Um, yeah, you know, the, 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 the more advances we make scientifically and, um, you know, because there is science, there is technology, there's, you know, there's an, angelic technology and science you know god created science and technology um and the evil side you know the fallen lucifer and them they manipulate it and they start uh, you know teaching man to manipulate it and giving them clues and giving them paths and you know now the way things are they may just outright be handing answers to some of the elite and yes i believe the elite are evil and i believe they're in league with lucifer yeah, I don't think there's any question there. Uh, what do you think, Larry? Oh yeah, we're we're up against weapons now uh, that are just mind-boggling. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, when you were talking earlier about this incoming wave and and such, uh, only recently, and when I say recently, I mean like the last five years. That to me, that's recent. Uh, they they actually not only have figured out that gravity is multidimensional, that gravity can literally uh, go into another dimension, apparently, from their studies. And matter of fact, Stan Deo said that. And, uh, but, you know, they actually have a machine now, and, and you're aware of that, Stuart, that they can actually not only detect a gravity wave coming, but they can observe it coming and track it and, and know when it's going to hit. Now, why would they even be concerned about gravity waves and, and energy waves, and et cetera, unless they're concerned that something's coming they can't control, if you will. And But I had this really strange dream years ago, and, and I, don't, I don't know what I ate, uh, <laughs> maybe some bad chili, but uh, I had a dream of all things that uh, I don't know what caused it, whether it was like CERN or, or some kind of experiment, but... Uh, somehow in this dream, the the uh, our space time 
and on planet Earth was literally it breached another dimension. And the odd part of this was I didn't realize it at the first of the dream, but at the end of the dream, I realized that I was standing uh, on the other side of the breach in the other dimension with the Lord. He was standing there behind me, and and, and part of the physical planet itself had breached into this other dimension, and the Lord began to let everyone know that that was, you know, there in that breach area that he was about to do something to seal that breach, if you will. That's my words. Uh, he, let, I guess you could say, heal the breach, but he was going to seal the breach, and and suddenly, me and some others held our hands out towards the earth breach, and there a mighty roar came behind us, a roar like I have never in my entire earth life heard. It was more than even uh, the greatest lion couldn't have done it, but there was a mighty roar came from behind me, and it literally. Sh- through the breach of earth that was inside the other dimension outward, and it, there was a lot of destruction. I mean, it was so much destruction that I saw happen as that breach was healed up or sealed up that it, it, you could you might even consider that it was like the Grand Canyon occurred again or something like that. It, but it wasn't running water. This was literally a roar. It was a frequency sound with power like I have. I can't even describe it, Stuart. The power was so strong. That'd be the power of the Lord, yeah. Uh, the word, word is frequency. Uh, for, you know, that's, that's, that's what Tesla said. If you want to understand the universe, think in terms of vibrations, frequency, and energy. And that's how he developed all his technology, which, by the way, they're using on us today on weather warfare, creating earthquakes, volcanic activity. They can do an awful lot. And uh, it's uh, high-tech warfare that's mm-hmm. happening. Anyway, John, before we close out, uh, you want to tell us a little more about s- some of your books? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, you know, the Relic series is basically done. I'm going to use it to start the new uh, Enigma Team series. I have a, uh, I have two more series planned for adults, and I'm going to start a new series for the uh, youth. After this last book, um, it's just about done. It's another youth book, Shadow Chasers, and it's the. Uh, and Larry, I, I need to get your wife to help me say this because it's a Choctaw creature, the Ishkatimi, and uh, it's kind <laughs> of an owl type creature and cryptid and. The youth are going to be dealing with that there in Tallahena in this last book. And and like I say, I think God just kind of stuck this in my head to go ahead and knock out a uh, nonfiction book before I get started on the next few novels. So that will be my next project as soon as I'm done with this youth book. Now, my uh, website's been down. Our My publisher's um, website got attacked, and it killed all, his, all the author's websites. So... It should be up any day, but it's www.relics.com, and there you can find any of my books. There's also a mail link if you need to get in touch with me or would like to get in touch with me. Also, you can just look on Amazon for John Vandeventer and look for Relics, The Dark Autumn, and that will take you to where you can find all my books. And one last thing before I go, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we are all – 
under attack, and we all are targets now. And I would just like to ask, you know, the listeners, you know, pray for Larry and his wife, you know, and Stuart and his family. We're all getting hit. Me and my family were getting hit. And I um, I want to ask for prayer for Mike and Olivia Alfred, and their son Michael is having some serious medical issues. And I would like – this is a community, the listeners – to this show and let's just pray for each other the listeners of this show lift each other up and um i'm just glad to be a part of this and i appreciate you guys having me on and i just want to you know let's let's pray for each other give each other strength and have each other healed through the lord and you know we got we got a fight coming folks oh you bet this is going to be a battle that people just do not yet even begin to realize how severe this spiritual warfare is going to get. Remember, folks, this is a turf war. Who is going to run planet Earth? Is it going to be Jesus Christ or is it going to be Satan? Unfortunately, the vast majority of the human race sides with Satan because they are scripturally illiterate and they think the Bible is just a book of mythology. And when the arrival takes place, when these aliens, so-called, which are fallen angels, they're not going to be thought of as fallen angels. They're going to be thought of as gods who uh, probably created us and come back to help us up the next evolutionary leap. So anyway, there you go. Larry, uh, any last words you want? Yeah, just remember it's a cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, to serve man. And it was a Rod Serling Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are cannibals. Um, Stan Dale, when he did that uh, rewrite on the ancient language back in, in the arrival, uh, folks, it is coming. It's real. There is going to be an arrival. And I don't think it's very, very far off now. Uh, all the indications are that they know. It's very, very close at hand, and they're about ready to announce themselves upon our to to the humanity out in the open. And uh, when that happens, everything on earth is going to change. And uh, John, I thank you a lot for coming back on, and Larry also. And good night, everybody. Take care. Heads up. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.